Welcome to the Talking with Tata podcast. I'm your host, Andy Schneider, also known as Tata. I'm very excited to have the founder of Gigi Mall, Gretchen Mall, on today's podcast. And you're going to hear a little bit about how she created a handbag line to empower women through fashion. She talks a lot about her path to finding fashion, as well as how she is a female ran business and really likes to empower women through what she does. You'll hear a little bit about how she actually gifts women bags. She finds people on the street and will give them a bag, as well as just her journey of raising her son, Elon, going from carpool to work and really how she schedules. Something I love that Gretchen said is, it's okay if you can't do it at all. And she says, you know, you don't have to work 80 hour weeks. You might work 25 hours or 30 hours, but if you put your all into those 25 or 30 hours, you are achieving what you wanted to do. Championing this idea of like feminine success is like very different than like our sort of conceived ideas of masculine success. Like I'm proud that I probably work on Gigi Ma like 25 to 30 hours a week. Wow, good for That's you. That's really all I have time to dedicate for with oh. also having a child and a family and two homes. Yep. And all of the other things that we have to manage, parents. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of the idea of like working, you know, smarter, not harder, focusing on what brings me joy actually ends up being the most successful for my business. So as you know, we do Tata's tip of the week. And today's tip of the week is to say it back to your child. If your child is just learning to talk or is really moving from one word to two word or a sentence, it's okay if they don't say it perfectly. If they make a grammatical error or maybe say her instead of she is going to the market, don't correct them. Instead, just give them the perfect example of what they should say. So if your child says, her hit me or her is going to lunch with me, instead I would say, oh, she is going to lunch with you. So really be the model that your child needs to hear. You want to let them know that you understand what they said. And if you keep correcting them, just as adults correcting us, they probably won't say it again, or they might be scared to speak up. And we don't want that. We want to encourage them and to have a conversation. So instead of correcting them, just show them the proper model and use it throughout the day so that they understand how to say it. All right. I'm very excited to introduce Gretchen Mall, founder of Gigi Mall creating a handbag line to empower women through fashion. So Gretchen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much, Andy, for having me. I am so happy to be here. And nothing makes me more excited than speaking about empowering women. I launched Gigi Mall in 2016. I debuted at Intermix, and my goal really was to have more functional handbags. I felt like all of the handbags looked really beautiful. I had worked at like Oscar de la Renta, Calvin Klein, Juicy Couture, Miss Sony, and you know, made beautiful handbags, but they weren't like functional. So functional for just your day to day or for, for your day to day and like multifunctional. So okay. the idea that like as you transition throughout the day, your handbag can transition with you. Mm-hmm. So like having a hands-free element, like all of our bags you can wear hands-free, a backpack yeah. or even weight distribution. Yep. Some have pouches. So I was trying to make it easier for a woman to transition from one bag to another by like putting all their essentials in a pouch that snaps into all the bags. Yep. That's sort of how I got started. Were you always interested in fashion and handbags or did you have a different career prior to this? 
Uh, no, I always wanted to work in fashion. This has like always been my life purpose. I am able to articulate it now in my 30s, and I probably wasn't in my 20s. Seeing a woman like in her power, like turned on, mm-hmm. like lifted up, gives me all the feels, and like right. that's inspires what I you. inspires me, and like what, that's what I wanted to do with my life. So mm-hmm. I found that avenue through fashion. Yeah, I went to undergrad for design, and then I did a master's just in shoe and handbag design. Oh wow. Um, I got my first job at Oscar de la Renta in 2008, and they wanted an assistant handbag designer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been doing handbags ever since. Wow. Okay. So tell us, for our listeners who don't know, tell us a little bit about your handbag line. Um, I know that you are really a female-run business. So tell us a little bit about how you got started, um, what you stand for in general. Sort of just like magic coming together of the universe speaking to me. And I felt like this is actually my time, my... I worked at Juicy Couture and they were being sold. I was taking corporate liquidators around and they there was a room with all the materials and all the machines and they were like, why don't you just donate this or get rid of it? And I was like, oh, wow. to myself? Right. Like, <laughs> other thing was like my sister was actually hit by a car crossing the street in New York City. She's made a full recovery, but um, she wow. was in a coma for two weeks and I think it just really helps you reprioritize, you know, if... I was hit by a car tomorrow, like, what do I want to be doing today? And I was like, there's no time like the present to follow your dreams. Yeah, I'd like to stand by that as well. I think, you know, especially with my business, it's not business if you enjoy what you're doing. And I'm glad your sister is okay, but I'm happy that that kind of led you into a passion of, you know, working in what you love. Yeah, it definitely helped propel me to like take the jump and start my own company. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the business a little bit. It's definitely gone through a transition. I was in lots of specialty stores. I worked my way up to a major department store. In 2017, 2018, I did the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program and actually decided to walk away from wholesale altogether and go direct to consumer. What does that mean exactly? We launched something called Voice Your Vision. So it's almost about bringing our customers into the process more. So our rebels, as we call them, replace like a department store buyer. So when we design a new collection, our customers get to pre-purchase the same way a store usually would. Oh, wow. And that funds our production. Can they be involved in design or you guys do design and then they come in and say, this is what I We do the design and then they get to like vote or pre-purchase like the colors and styles that they like. That's awesome. So you're really bringing in the buyer into the process. Yeah. And it's a way of like women investing in women. Okay. Like only 2% of all venture capital goes to women and it's actually better for the environment because we make make to order. Right. So are you a female only run business? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and so it's, like, just all-encompassing, sort of, because, okay. like, our women help dictate our designs. They, like, invest in the process. Okay. And do you design it, or do you select a team of designers to design your handbags? No, I design everything. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so take us through day-to-day of what you do. Um, I know every day is probably a little bit different, but are you designing, you know, every single day, or are you doing the business side or social oh, side? I wish I was designing every single day. <laughs> um, no, today I did an Art Deco walking tour because we are starting a new voice or vision, and I live in Miami now, so I really want to incorporate Miami Art Deco detailing into all Love the bags. That. Yep. A lot of times in the morning, actually, the first thing I do is I post on social. Okay. I have an amazing social media manager who makes the calendar for me, but I like to like post it and yep. make sure like all the words are in my voice and mm-hmm. the stories are all me. So mm-hmm. I usually try to do that first thing in the morning and work while Elon, my son, is in school. Yep. Uh, that can be anything. That can be designing. That can be FedEx shipping out orders. Mm-hmm. That can be production, you know, 
paying invoices, selecting mm-hmm. leathers. So you really do it depends. all. Yeah. It You're really, really depends. like hands on with everything. Yeah, it really depends where we are in the process. We onboarded like stylists. So like I'm actually like organizing and like shipping bags out to them for them to host their own trunk shows and events for GG Mall. And do you find that, so talking about influencers um, and just stylists and social media in general, do you think that that's changed your business, helped launch your business? Or are they two separate different? I do not understand social media (laughs) at all. I cannot even say I do. I do it because it brings me joy. And I think it's a great way that I'm able to connect with my rebels. And just like this, like speak about like feminine success, Mm -hmm. female empowerment. You know, I do it because it actually brings me joy. Uh And obviously, hopefully, if like women can connect with it, that's like my goal. But Mm -hmm. I I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that. I think a lot of what I do looks like I'm really good at social media. And I try to really explain tips and things to our Tata community. But um, it's really not something I'm natural at. I have to make it a second job, basically, to, you know, really put up a post or explain things to moms. It looks like I love it. And I hope that is how people see it. You're so um, great at capturing so many of the beautiful moments with the children. So I love that as a mom because you're like kind of focused on if you've ever been to one of the great baby classes. You're really like involved with your kids. And then you're also getting to meet really cool other moms. And I'm here with on the podcast. That's how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. And And our producer Haley. So that's how we all, well, we went to camp together, but you guys, you know, everyone's kind of met, which is why we're actually doing this, um, the podcast, just to bring together Tata community. I know like you've introduced me to people. I've introduced you to some friends. Um, So tell me a little bit. I know you have your very adorable son. Tell me a little bit about how you seem to manage, you know, personal and business. What is a day for you? So obviously we talked about Gigi Mall and just a day through work, but what about with your son? So one of my goals with Gigi Mall is sort of championing this idea of like feminine success is like very different than like our sort of conceived ideas of masculine success. Like I'm proud that I probably work on Gigi Mall like 25 to 30 hours a week. Wow, good for you. That's really all... I have time to dedicate for with Uh also having a child and a family and two homes and all of the other things that we have to manage, parents. Yeah. (laughs) So sort of the idea of like working, you know, smarter, not harder, like I'm – I love that. Smarter, not harder. Yep. What like focusing on what brings me joy actually ends up being the most successful for my business. Mm -hmm. Not, like, working myself to the bone. And, right. like, I do not partake in, like, the harder you hustle, you have to work hard to be a success. You know, I just think that's, like, old sort school. of, like, masculine, mm-hmm. old-school idea that we were fed. And somehow, like, things magically flow to you, you know, when you're in the right, like, space and when it's meant to be. So I try to embrace that for my business. I love to try to be there when Elon comes home and put him down for his nap, which is, like, a 1230 to 130. Yep window and then um yeah he's two and a half so right now he's very <laughs> mommy <laughs> obsessed um yeah. and he is very cute <laughs> yeah he loves to bathe with me so Aww. like now I only like shower and bathe with him yeah at, like you know whatever you gotta wait for his time six, yeah, it's no longer your time. schedule it's his yeah, schedule and you yeah. live in it I think that's actually an amazing part of being a business owner is you really can make your schedule how you want so yeah and I like what you said you know it's not about working 80 hours a week and trying to do it all to prove to people that you can do it all you know you're really showing people that you can manage to balance it all but you don't have to kill yourself to do that which I really appreciate and I think when I have kids that's what I want to implement as well you become better at delegating yes 
I'm trying to get better at that. So tell us a little bit more when it comes to the business, you make a purchase and a percentage of your handbags go to gifting women who are in need. Um, what made you want to get into that? And then who are these different populations that you were giving to? It like all comes back to like, how can we like embody our end goal of, you know, lifting women up, yeah. building confidence, taking risks. I don't know if you know, like Chanel, Louis Vuitton, yeah. they don't go ever go on sale. They yeah. actually burn the product. Yeah, the end, which my heart. <laughs> is horrible for the environment. Yeah. So uh, when there's like a couple of bags left over at the end of the season, usually instead of going on sale, I will either I once a month I try to like walk around in a gift randomly on the street, someone I see. Wow. Um, yeah, and we videotape it and put it up on Instagram. Just it's the idea of spreading joy. Mm -hmm. Making people happy. Yeah. yeah, which is also kind of one of our pillars of the brand. Okay. And then the other is our Rebels. There's a nomination form on our website, and so our Rebels can nominate another Someone. woman who's like going through divorce or maybe having a rough time or, mm -hmm. you know, can't get pregnant, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is and needs like a little like lift. And, you know, we write a note like we see you and – We'd love if you send us a photo back of you with your bag and maybe your story can inspire other women. Comes back to just like if you are making someone else happy, you get happy. I think most women and moms in general want to see that. You know, if their kids are happy, their husband's happy, they're happy. It's, it's so much more rewarding than like, you know, gifting influencers who like don't even know if they get the bag. or Right. Like, maybe they... don't wear it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us about, I know that I've worked with you um, and your son when it comes to classes in Miami, classes in the Hamptons. So tell us a little bit about running these two homes and just the change in lifestyle, um, even just professionally or socially, you're now living in Miami in the winter, basically, correct? Mm -hmm. Do you have a preference or mm -hmm. is your life just so different when you're up there in the summer or down here in the winter? I love living in Miami because I love the vibrancy. I love the weather. I love how everyone is just their biggest and brightest yeah. self in Miami. Yeah. But I love my, like, home in the Hamptons. Yes. And that's really what I, like, consider my home mm -hmm. base. Yeah. Um, even though I live in Miami more time than I get to spend in New York at this point. So, yeah, sort of the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to work from home, correct? So you can do it from everywhere. You can travel. You can go back and forth north. To yeah. Gigi Mall sort of comes wherever I go. Mm -hmm. Our, like, distribution center and everything is still in New York. Right. But being a mom in Miami, I feel like, is actually kind of easier just because of the, like, competition. Uh-huh. Like, already I signed up, like, 12 hours after our camp went live, and I'm, like, not oh, – they're, geez. like, laughing at me that I'm not even going to get into this camp. Wow. <laughs> you mean in – In the in, in the New York, yeah, in the yeah. Hamptons. So yeah. it's, like, I'm just not used to, like yeah. – how I've like already gotten like island vibes. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. How I think it we're is. more relaxed down here. I mean, I think there's a lot of new people coming, so that might change. But yeah, I think it's a little bit more relaxing down here being a mom. Tell us a little bit about that as far as, you know, the school process or even just day to day. Do you find that raising kids here is just happier or easier? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's easier because it's just easier to get into all of the programs mm -hmm. and there's like less competition. And moms are themselves are really friendly and yeah. happy, which is really lovely mm -hmm. to be around. Yeah, you know, they can go to the park every day, they can go to the beach every day. Right. So there's a lot of like ways to meet people and meet other kids. Mm -hmm. And you're not yeah. putting your kids, which again, there's nothing bad about this, but you're not putting your kids in like onesies with gloves and you know, earmuffs and layers and layers of clothing. You put him in a t-shirt and shorts and you're like, see ya. Yeah, I mean, I already lose stuff all the time, so I can't <laughs> imagine if we had all those extra accessories, how yep. much we'd lose. Yep. But yeah, yeah, Miami people, and so many people have moved here, so I think they're all really friendly and mm -hmm. like willing to like 
talk to you and make friends where I don't find that as much at the parks in New York mm-hmm. or Southampton. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's like not even the parents a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think, um, I mean, look, I'm born and raised in Miami, but I think there's something special about everywhere, whether you're California, New York, Miami. But I do think raising kids here, not that I have my own yet, but I think raising kids here, you can go to the pool, go to the beach, you can go to classes. One reason I actually created these Tata classes is so people can meet each other. We've done classes together in Miami and in New York, and I think you have great friends in both locations. Love the girls in the Hamptons. You know, there's something to be said for letting your kids just run around. Whether you're in an apartment or in a house, there's a backyard. Um, I think it makes it somewhat easier or maybe you can like hang out with your kids more do you agree with that i do i, do. I mean it's tricky the hamptons i have my like a solid mom group that yeah, i love i so love them much. they're great yeah and I, we hang out like every day and our kids hang out every day yeah. we're like here in miami i don't have such like a solid like group group yeah. we kind of like jump around mm-hmm. what do you think about making friends for you and your son how have you been doing it down here it's so tricky to find like the perfect combination it's like finding a couple that you and your husband both, both love yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> It's not easy. Not so simple. Yep. Yeah, but I think definitely the moms actually from the talking with Tata classes are probably the moms that I've hung out with and like related to the most. Mm -hmm. And especially because so many of them go between New York and Miami. It's very niche. Right. Right. It's really nice to find other people who do that. Well, that makes me happy because that's really why I started doing this. I feel as though most people I've met or my friends have met in Miami at this point are really through the Tata community, which makes me happy, but I think it makes everyone else's lives easier. You know, we're putting you in a group and these are the people you're seeing every week. And, you know, that's what I wanted from this whole business. Yeah, they're like the same age. We have the same age kids. We live in the same area. Yeah. How do you think motherhood has changed your definition of success? Probably completely. Like basically all of those things that I said before, I didn't even understand that before. You know, I just would like be at the office all day, you know, working in fashion. It's definitely about like how many hours you put in and how many events you attend all the time. So Mm -hmm. I would say like I probably work like 50% as much of the hours and – but I think I accomplished the same amount and actually even going direct to consumer from wholesale was like a big piece of that because I'd have to sell like four or five handbags through wholesale to make the same amount of money as selling one directly. Right. So, yeah, like why not work one-fifth as hard to make the same amount of money? Yeah. And I love that. I think that's great. Tell us something about yourself that not so many people know about you and just is worth mentioning. Fun thing, I guess. People don't know about me that I was really intense like lacrosse player and I was really into sports. Interesting. Yeah. Growing up, my family is super competitive. Where are you from originally? I'm from San Francisco, the Bay Area. But my dad lives in Philadelphia. So I lived in Philadelphia until I was 13 and then I moved to San Francisco. Okay. And that's where you took up the sports? Yeah. And and I really loved lacrosse. They didn't have it there. So I actually like started the team for my three teams for all the high schools in my district. Mm -hmm. I got recruited to play in college. Wow. Um, Yeah. I ended up just playing on the club team at Syracuse because – one was way too intense. Yeah. It's early mornings. Um, yeah. I went, yeah, I went to Syracuse for a year. Mm-hmm. It was something fun. And then, yeah, yeah I went to school fact. in Italy for the oh, rest of the time. you have a lot time. to share with us. Okay, cool. Yeah, the rest of the time I went to school in Italy. Is that where your passion for fashion really started? Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to do fashion. My parents just, like, didn't want me to move to New York. They mm-hmm. thought I was 18, was too young. Mm-hmm. Syracuse kind of was perfect. It had lacrosse. It had, like, a full college experience. Mm-hmm. Except, like, one year in Syracuse, I'm like, okay, I'm not 
It's really cold. <laughs> it's really cold. I got into a summer program they had through like Parsons in Paris, and it was in uh-huh. Milan, Antwerp, and Paris. And wow. That was like my freshman summer, and I was like, I'm not going back to Syracuse. Yep. <laughs> yep. One thing that people don't know, um, or maybe don't assume, I also work with adults. So tell us about your experience working with me. I would lose my voice all the time when I would go to events, and everyone tells me I speak very softly. So I, as a founder, I always wanted to be like more strong and powerful with my voice. So Andy's really helped me do that. And one of the ways is to like prep for like a big event a yeah. or a podcast. We would do these like fun kind of voice yep. exercises. Yeah. So we have some different ones, but we can show our listeners um, just a little bit about the massages and the stretches. Why don't we do the mm-hmm. yes, no, maybe right now? Okay. So Gretchen, when you're ready, um, we can all do this. I want you to look all the way up. Stretch what's called your larynx. Hold it for about five seconds. This is your larynx, so your voice box. And you're going to stretch it when you're ready, Gretchen. Look all the way down. So you're stretching out the back of your neck. Very good. Now let's look left and right. So this is the no. Don't move your upper body. Let's look all the way one way. Excellent. And this could be for people with or without voice issues. Yeah, they just feel good to do. They feel good. Yeah, even just, you know. Yeah. All right, now let's do the maybe ear to shoulder. We got to work on that one again. Yeah, this one's really tight. <laughs> you could for just me. be tight right this now, is so but tight yeah. For me. And back over. So this stretches out the larynx, really loosens up the muscles surrounding the vocal cords. I also taught you some massages. We'll take a second to do that. Yeah. Two fingers and a thumb, and in a lifting lake motion. Very good, circular motion. And you go from the jaw all the way down. Excellent. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. I actually work with adults too, which is where I got started in my career. Yeah. Good. So for our bringing it back to our Tata community and just the moms, what is a tip that we ask everyone this? What's a tip that you have for just balancing it all? These are all easier said than done. So I completely understand them. One is like happy mom. I think happy baby, happy family. So like taking care of yourself first and doing what like brings you joy is so important. And then your baby's happy kind of doing whatever, just being with you. So I feel like moms could definitely do a lot more of that. The other mom is like mom guilt is like complete bullshit. I wish there's so many moms I sit down and like, like hold their shoulders. You don't have to do this all yourself. Like that's okay to ask for help. It's okay to like have a nanny or or like have help. You don't have to plan every trip, every like event, every vacation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to think that everybody else is perfect. You know, with social media now, you look at moms online and you're like, how do you manage to do it all? You have three kids, you travel, you do this, you work. I think social media tends to be a little bit of a facade. People expect now that moms should be doing that or can do that. And I do agree with you that it's kind of BS. The expectations can be lowered a little bit. Right. Or you can like just take time for a nap or like eating, you know, by yourself in your room and like watching TV and like not feeling guilty that you're not with your kids, even if they're like literally banging on the front door, on the door (laughs) screaming, mommy. I agree with that. (laughs) It takes time. My friends were like, what do you do? I was like, earplugs. I love that. We do want to hear a little bit about traveling since you do go back and, and forth. Traveling, so. I love to have like I have a big toe. We have a power toad. I love to have a big toe just like full. It really transitions. I mean, now these toddlers, it's like I have to have like multiple trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does time. love transportation and cars and he's on the go. Yeah, he loves yeah. trucks. We have I have like a full huge bag of snacks all the time. <laughs> he's a boy, so he eats so much food. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um so toys, snacks. Toys, snacks, and it's just either like having – asking my nanny to really like have like 
all the time prepared for, yep. to leave because, you know, sometimes it's like a mother-in-law, sometimes it's a stepmom, sometimes yep. it's like a grandfather, which then it really needs to be packed. <laughs> yep. Or my husband, you know, yeah. who like to prepare gets for to two the town. Yeah, yeah, he's like, where's the stroller? I'm like, uh, I don't know what you didn't put it in the car. He's like, I just thought it was always in the car. It's like <laughs> You're babysitting a lot of different people. Yeah, so yeah. – that's nice to have that prepared. And then I sort of do the same thing when we travel, actually. I make Elon his own little roll-on suitcase. He loves to carry Cute. it. And that has his, like, iPad and his blanket and his, like, Douglas is his favorite bunny. Oh. And so he always has his bag of, mm -hmm. like, his things he needs. Yep. Try to tell him to, like, go in his bag and get his snacks and be responsible for it, at least traveling. Right. So you're going, you know, from here back to your home in New York and even just going on trips. Do you like to bring him along with you or are there sometimes work trips where you're like, I have to go? No, along. I don't love traveling with you. <laughs> I love the honesty. That is great. <laughs> no. And my husband and I also don't exactly feel like it's a vacation if we bring him. So yeah, it's a trip. We like to just leave him here mainly and he like sticks to his routines mm -hmm. and goes to school. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're I like not. That. Yeah, you're honest about it. Like you said, you know, you might not be able to do it all and bring him everywhere. And I appreciate that. I think our listeners want to hear that not everything is as it looks on social media or not, you know, your social media, but it's not always perfect. It's not always easy. And I think that's what we try to, you know, tell people. Yeah. I mean, I just now I've done something really cool. Actually, when I travel, it's like Daniel Tiger does it. It's like called love loops. And you make like a little loop for every day that they're away. And then they can open the loop. And either there's like a surprise, like I hide like a lollipop somewhere. Oh. I hide stickers. And he gets that. And it has like a little note that like mommy and daddy love you. I think that's great. Yeah, so it's something to look message. forward to for him. For him every day. Um, so we do that. So he's not He probably missing loves that you much. go away so he can get extra candy and love and gifts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. I think that's great. It's a nice um, – it's like positive reinforcement, you know, right. encouragement for him. So, yeah, we don't have to be there all the time. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And then when it comes to your business, would – you know, are you – so you're the face of the business. You're the founder. Um, do you have to do a lot of videos? Do you have to do a lot of talking, podcasts? Are you really putting yourself out there and using your voice to promote your business yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to do it. Mm -hmm. I love to do it. I love to do mm -hmm. for GG Mall. So, yeah, it's not a have to do. It's have, okay. I, I want to do it. Great. And I think I've, I've hired models. You know, I've done photo shoots and all those things with, like, professional models. And then at the end of the day, like, everyone, like, relates to it more when it's, like, me. And they're able to, like, yeah. see my life. And you're right, see all the things you're juggling of mm -hmm. pregnancy, kids, moving, yeah. Whatever, you know. Yeah. So it's like much more relatable at the end of the day. and Yeah. And I can relate to that. I know I can't teach every class. I can't see every client. But I do know that when I'm the face behind it or when I'm talking to parents before they talk with their kid and work with the speech pathologist or if I speak with them and do like weekly check-ins or monthly check-ins, I know that people appreciate that. Even with my adult patients, since I do work with adults as well, you know, trying to be there and be with my clients and be present as much as possible, but also learning to balance at all. So I think we're all trying to do that. Yeah, you can't grow, I guess, if you're doing it all. Yes. You're only one person, so. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Where can our listeners find you and Gigi Mall? Tell us any social media, website, where can we find you? Oh, yeah, find us at ggmall.com. Literally the letters, G-G-M-A-U-L-L. -L. Yes, and the same at Gigi Mall on all social media platforms. Yeah, pretty simple. Great. Thank you so much for coming. I think this was great, and I'm excited for our listeners to go check you out. Thank you, Andy, so much for having me. Tune in and subscribe to the Talking with Tata podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and don't forget to check out our website, talkingwithtata.com. You can also follow along on our Instagram at talkingwithtata.